and welcome back to the In and Around podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is David Harris, a.k.a. the South Dorridge Schemer. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hi, Will. And also joining us is the In and Around pod's foremost Samba striker correspondent. It's Mike Breslin. Hello. Do you like how I went correspondent? Yeah. <laughs> Give you yeah, that yeah. European flavour. You and Julian Laurent's Mike. Peas in a pod. Yeah, that's us, mate. Peas in a bloody pod. <laughs> Um, so week off lads um, because of the old international break and Gareth Southgate's uh, Blue Harbour boys Um, (laughs) how did you enjoy your week off was it all all right? how have you been since the viewers last saw you it's been been good Will I actually had a full week off work for the first time in like nine months so nice and relaxed at Schema HQ Schema HQ (laughs) right Mr. Breslin, how are you? Yeah, all right, mate. Pretty bored of international, so good to have some proper football back. Yeah, yeah. Fuck internationals, but more on that later. Um, so, full weekend of football. Two big games, realistically, between two teams that you, you would say that title contenders. So, Spurs beat Man City 2-0, and Liverpool absolutely battered Leicester 3-0. So, I'll let you guys pick. Which game do you want to start with? Anyone got any preference? Uh, can we get the Mourinho chat out of the way now? Oh, yes, now. I'm very torn because as I sat there watching Spurs, I said, oh, you know, this is, this, is, this is a classic, classic Mourinho performance. It's, it's phenomenal. But equally, it's for Spurs. So I couldn't really enjoy it too much. Um, Brez, so is Spurs 1-2-0? Um, you said the stats are pretty appalling. Do you want to take us through them? Oh, yeah. Can, can I? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Classic Mourinho. So Spurs <laughs> had four shots to Man City's 22. Two shots on target, both resulting in their two goals. Uh, City, only had, <laughs> City had five shots on target. Uh, City had 67% of the ball. Uh, and one of my favourites is that Spurs didn't actually manage a, a corner in the whole game. Uh, and City had 10. Which is pretty wild. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you, you could be mistaken for thinking those are the stats from Newcastle-Chelsea over the weekend, but this was uh, Spurs 2-Man City nil somehow. No, did, I mean, so the stats the stats obviously are well in, well in City's flavour. What's the XG? Oh, yeah, sorry, I missed that. So the XG, 0.76 for Spurs, so less than the goal, and Man City were 1.66. So based on that, obviously, you'd expect City would have ran out winners by about Except- a goal. And this is the problem with stats. You ask anybody who watched this game which team should have won, and no one, no one, not even the most deluded Phil Foden-loving Man City fan is going to tell you that City should have won this game. City were woeful, whereas Spurs were really, really good. Um, Dave, earlier on in the season, there was laughing. Mike was laughing, openly laughing at me and you when we picked Spurs over Arsenal in the race for the top four. And it could all still go wrong. But are you feeling vindicated in your choice right now? As Tottenham are top of the league? Yeah, they are top, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel like it's... I don't know, Well, I don't like it either. I don't particularly like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I, I enjoy watching Son and Kane play. Uh, I, I will do. say that much, but I don't... I don't want Spurs to win a league. I'm not even... I'm a neutral and I would find it weird if Mourinho won a league with Spurs. Just so weird. So, uh, but yeah, they started really well, uh, and they looked to uh, have a game plan uh, that they're able to execute this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say, to be honest, even under Poch, that was lacking in big games most of the time. So, <laughs> got something into the players. So um, let's get into the game itself. The first, the first goal. Pretty early on, absolute peak Mourinho Spurs of Harry Kane dropping into space and playing that ball through to Son, well, into the space where Kane by the centre backs. Um, is I, I don't even I don't even want to ask this question. <sighs> Do we have to really seriously take this title challenge as being serious? Is this a serious title challenge? 
Or are we just talking waffle? Are we getting carried away with a few good results? Or are we just like... Am I right to be worried, Breslin? Uh, I think a little bit. Um, ah, fuck. Just quickly, the first goal was in, was in Dombele's pass, by the way. It was, oh, was yeah. Dombele? It was beautiful. Kane oh, got the assist Kane got the space. One, which is also really nice work. Kane which is exactly yeah, what you were saying. He just Sorry. dropped into that false, false nine position, sort of between the lines. I couldn't really see who it was because the tears streaming down my eyes. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Kane and Son in this sort of form, they're they're going to be dangerous against anyone. Um, they, I, I do think at some point teams are maybe going to work them out a little bit and work out how to defend against against the, those two in particular. But they've still got Bergwijn, who I mean, he, he didn't do too much in this game, but he we've seen him do some pretty good things before. And Dombele seems to be a totally new player this season or maybe mm-hmm. since the lockdown mm-hmm. and that pass for the first goal in particular was outrageous it was glorious um, they're decently solid at the back as much as I hate Eric Dyer being a, a decent centre back um, but I think they I mean we've seen this with Spurs before when Leicester won it that they, they can go for 30 games and then they just bottle it at the end so we, we can keep our fingers crossed that that's what happens but given some of the injuries, I mean, we'll get on to Liverpool in a minute. I, I'd still have Liverpool as favourites, but I think Spurs are going to be in and around. Great, Great podcast. podcast. Uh, they, they're going to be in the conversation, I think, for at least a good portion of this season, I would expect. Which I didn't expect to start the season, as you mentioned. <laughs> so, what's the big, what do we think the biggest difference is for Spurs this season? as opposed to last season. Um, because obviously we look at the people they added, we, they've added Regulon, who, who's sort of come into his own and he's playing very well, but they were playing well before they even drafted him in. You've got Gareth Bale has barely featured. You've got Hoiberg who's playing very, very well. But what what's the biggest difference for you when you watch Spurs this season as opposed to watching Spurs even last season? Well, they're, they're not nice guys anymore. It's as simple as that. No. Fucking hell. Here we go. All or nothing. Please, let's focus on the nothing. Christ. Uh, well, I mean, Kane, obviously, we know what Kane is. He's been good for years. Son seems to have gone up probably uh, a tier, maybe in class, this year. And Dombele, as I was saying before, seems like a new player. Hoiberg, as you said, is a really nice addition in, in midfield. He is, yeah. Um, him and Sissoko together, that's, that's a lot of energy, but they're also really decent on the ball. You've got Ndombele in there. I still don't like Aurier at right back, but mostly the defence is solid. Mm. Um, and Lloris has been fit all season, which he had an injury or two last year, I think. Yeah, mind you, yeah, didn't he? Mind you, it's it's approaching the Christmas season, and as we know, Hugo Lloris likes to drink and get in his car. So we'll see if he's still there come the start of next season. All right. Well, so we, you can watch Just that in space. the old bill. Yeah, Might you can watch old. that space. But I just think they've obviously added in areas they needed to, but also. Jose has had a bit more time to work with them. They're, they're better in the bigger games, as we can see, by them beating City. Um, and they're, they've, their last three or so Prem games, they've, they'd only just found a way to beat like West Brom and whoever. Mm-hmm. Like, not as good teams. So this was a quite a good statement win, I'd say, for them. Yeah. Is that the worry with Spurs for you, Dave, is that um, they've, they've shown so far that while they have managed to... like. I remember the Southampton game, they looked really shaky and then they battered them. And then you've got the West Brom game where they sort of struggled their way through and eventually got the goal. Um, are you worried about them beating smaller teams? Do you think they've got the creativity in midfield to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd say maybe a little bit worried, but at the same time, they have they have a decent squad. Like, the Salso is a decent player, I think. Um, he's creative if he manages to ever get any football out of Delhi ever again he could be creative uh obviously Bergwijn and Bale are decent players to have uh around the squad Son and Kane if they can keep this up which I doubt for an entire season but you never know uh they've been very very good going forward I do fear more with this team that people find out uh more about how they're set up so second half of the season uh, maybe the games where they start off shaky 
teams take take advantage of that more than they have been so far. Um, on the other foot, teams that don't play well and win points are usually ones that are top of the table come end of the season. So on that note, I'm also worried because I don't really want Spurs to win the league. <laughs> yeah, can't imagine. Um, I think I think interesting in contrast is to Liverpool who've come in through, who are just in the worst injury crisis. Like they've turned their difficulty sliders on FM right the way up for Jurgen Klopp this year. Um, but we're getting we're approaching a Christmas period where there's a lot of fixtures and a lot of games. My my only worry for Tottenham, and it's not really a worry. Christ, I'd like this to come true. Is um, the idea that the drop off from Kane to Vinicius yeah. to them is so say City the drop off for Aguero and Jesus is massive, but it's not that big. Uh, the drop off yeah. from Sterling to Son. No, the drop-off from Son to, uh, what's his name? Lucas Moura is not Sterling to Ferran Torres, for example. And even Chelsea, even looking at someone like Chelsea, the drop-off from uh, Abraham to Giroud, is that even a drop-off? Um, it's just, do they have the squad depth to cope with the really condensed schedule that we're going to get? Particularly when you see that they're playing Sunday to Thursday because they've still got the Europa League to come. So that's that's... That's the concern, I think, for them. Yeah, I think that is a fair concern. They have already dealt with some ridiculous fixtures, fixture congestion this year. They have, yeah. I will, I, I will say that. However, obviously, as the season goes on, that's going to catch up with you more and yeah. more and more. So, yeah. that would be something to watch out for, definitely. Well, they, they, you think about the, you think about the sort of times over the last couple of years when their seasons have really faltered, which is when they've lost Harry Kane. And although they've got a slightly more, they've got a backup for Harry Kane now. Um, he's still going to have to play a ton of football, an absolute metric ton of football, and he's not the most durable. So let's just see what happens there. Um, sticking with Harry Kane, I want to ask a question that you asked Dave uh, the other day. Like Harry Kane, is he the best striker in world? Is there a team other than Bayern in world football you think Harry Kane doesn't get into? No, I think only Lewandowski keeps him out of. Out of a team at the moment, if I'm honest. Mike, I can't. I, yeah, I can't think of anyone else really in, in that position. I don't think. So, if we talk about the, because he's he's always been a brilliant goal scorer. But you look at him this season, and we alluded to it earlier with him become developing into a more all-rounded player. Um, I guess my question is. Are we looking at Harry Kane making a run on Player of the Year, for example? Do you think he's reached that level of quality? If if he can stay fit and continue putting up numbers in the goals and assists column, I I don't see why he wouldn't be in the conversation more than previously. Previously, he'd have been a Golden Boot winner. Yeah, well, that's fine. But I think now, as we've discussed before, and even just in this game, you saw him drop off from uh, from the centre back find the little pocket of space between Rodri and the centre-backs, take a touch and then and then play in Lo for the second goal. That's the sort of thing I'd, I personally haven't seen from Kane probably before this calendar year, which now if he adds his, the assists to the amount of goals he already gets, it's going to be hard to look past him, especially with De Bruyne not playing as well this year. You'll have Salah at, if... If Salah and Kane stay fit, they're, they're, they may be the two that go head to head. Even Son, I guess, is in the conversation. Or Jack Grealish, Dave. Or hey? Grealish. Dave's over here trying to give him the keys to Birmingham. Christ. Um, <laughs> He's also trying not to look at you after that. <laughs> um, I think we've got a. I must move away from Spurs now because Spurs, Spurs play Chelsea next week. And let me tell you, if they beat Chelsea away at the bridge, I will be um, not appearing on this podcast because um, I'll be in tears. Um, but let's let's move to Man City because it's becoming a recurring theme. Incredibly frustrating this game. You've read out you read out the um, the stats earlier, Brez. But taking away the disallowed goal, um, for all the, all the things they tried to create, I never felt for a minute that they were going to score a goal in this game. I, I can't. I can't think of uh, much else that they created. To be honest, 
Um, and even the, the disallowed goal was a little bit fortunate. Obviously, it was a handball yeah. um, in the build-up. But, yeah, to be fair, I mean, even reading out those stats, that's not, that's not how, I, uh, how I had the game going as watching it. As you said, the eye test didn't seem to fit with. <laughs> no, I think I think the the interesting thing is we spent most of last season lamenting the defending, but they could always score a goal. But you watch City this year, and they just feel stodgy. They feel they feel cluttered. They feel clustered. It, and this game was exactly the perfect thing that happens to City, which is when they when they when they come up against a defence, they don't know what to do. They just they cross the ball a lot, and they're never crossing it to anyone. And I, I don't understand it. And I'm sat there on my I'm sat there on my sofa, vastly less intelligent than Pep Guardiola, and I can I can see that. So I can't understand why he can't see that. Yes, yeah, so one of the guys in the Guardian podcast said he thinks that Pep's like too close to his team, so he can't notice like these obvious things. That, but it's true. You feel like you sat at home, like. This guy is so intelligent and an incredible football brain, and he just can't work out that they're putting crosses into Jesus. Yeah, he, he's clearly but, not going <laughs> to. But even if it's Aguero in there, I don't well, think yeah, even Aguero. This, like, um, it's been it's been clear for ages that the way to play against City is to com- be really compact in the middle, let them have the wings, and then just hit them on the break. But because I don't I don't understand it because you look at you. Think of that team that won the. Think of that team that won the, won the Premier League. Um, they was they just had so much width. The amount they? of goals that Sterling scored from across the goal, and he just tapped it in. Yeah. But I mean, the everyone could picture that goal. Yeah, but they, no, you they don't can score pic- that anymore. You can picture the goal. You can just picture like if you think about City that season, it was byline, cutback, yeah. goal, Tap and in. Sterling scored. Loads of goals, but now, now, because probably a byproduct of not having Sane and not having Sane for two years, they have no width. They, Sterling plays on the left, which is fine because he wants to cut inside, but he wants to cut inside all the time. And you've got Mares on the the right, who I'm well on. I love Riyad Mares. I've got a special place in my heart for him. I, I call him Riyad Pele. I love him that much. <laughs> but you can't play playing him and Sterling is a recipe for disaster because he wants to come inside every single time on his left foot and yeah he, it works but it's not working and it and it feels worse because the fullback situation is woeful like Kyle Walker I think is a good player but I wouldn't trust him to put in a he's not you don't see Kyle Walker at right back and go oh Christ you don't, you're not worried about it and it's the same on the left. I don't see Jack Cancelo think. God. I don't know. Yeah, Cancelo doesn't really offer much either. I mean, I've, I think they're relying so much on De Bruyne and he hasn't quite delivered this year yet. Um, Bernardo is, is nowhere near replacing uh, David. the hole left by David Silva. Obviously, we've got Foden to come, but to come through. Uh, he's a cracking footballer. <laughs> He's a really good footballer. But I don't know where the idea has come that he's a replacement for David Silva. Because you watch him play and they, I don't think he could do that, the Silva role. I don't think he'd keep things sticking over there. I, I think he wants to be further up the pitch. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he wants to be making things happen in, in and around the box. I've said it again. Okay, podcast. Okay, podcast. <laughs> Twice in an episode. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a branding deal. Um, but but yeah, it's worrying times, especially as Pep just signed a new deal. Not that yeah, I think they like, could get a better manager than Pep, but it's just no. whatever they're doing at the moment isn't working. No, and, but it's one of those things where, to me, it doesn't look like there's an easy fix either. Like, because if you, you've got Ferran Torres, who, when he was at Valencia, was a wide-sided player on the right. And then you've got... <laughs> Then you've got Mares who plays on the right. Then you've got Sterling, who I think is probably at his best on the right. Yeah. You've got all these players who were better on the right, and you've still got no left winger. I, their recruitment's been baffling for years now, City. Absolutely really strange. Baffling. Absolutely baffling. Um, they spent a fortune on just nothing, really. 
But this is the thing with the summer that buying Ferran Torres, like Ferran Torres has already looks a quality player. I really yeah, like him. Yeah. He looks really good. However, he's a player at his best on the right. So so who's this they uh, who's playing on the left? They like they haven't replaced company still. They haven't replaced Silver. Like and it's not not an easy job to do, but when you're a team that since four was thinking is City and with as much money as City, it's 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 embarrassing that they haven't done it in a way. You'd have expected them to have more of a uh, more of a plan, especially given they knew when both of the the time was coming for both of them. Yeah, like we've seen that this was coming for a year or two with David Silva, and probably the same for Company mm. before they both left. And they they should have really been a bit better prepared <laughs> instead of scrambling around. I think there's I think there is something with English clubs and succession planning. Like you look to you look at Bayern, for example, and how quickly they went from Robin and Ribery to Coman and Gnabry or Gnabry and Sade. It was like pretty seamless. Whereas you look at you look at English take Chelsea, for example. Ashley Cole left the club in twenty thirteen. They didn't replace until Ben Chilwell this year in twenty twenty. This summer. Like, it was just <laughs> Yeah, and like take take United for example, like they still haven't replaced anyone. <laughs> well, they haven't. Well, I mean, Arsenal's never replaced what Patrick Vieira bought, and they never had that steel. They never had any of that. So it, there's just a real problem, I think, at English clubs and succession planning. And that, my biggest worry for City is that the fact Aguero might walk this summer. Because if Aguero walks, they're going to have to go out. They're going to not only have to buy a winger, but they have to buy a top-class striker too. Yeah, that that will not come cheap. No, I'm looking around and I genuinely can only think of one striker for City. And he plays for Tottenham. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't... I think Harry Kane would be absolutely bloody good at City. What I think he'd be unbelievable. In the and City well, he doesn't leave. Kane in the summer. He'd... Oh, he wouldn't leave, but I think it would be good for his career if he did. But he if, he, if they, if they, if he doesn't win the league this year with Tottenham and City come in from in the summer, then does he leave them? I, I think, I think he, I think he has to think about going. Like, and the thing is with Harry Kane, it's going to cost you two hundred million to get him. So you've got to be pretty confident on his fitness. But well, he's not coming cheap with Levy around, is he? So. This is the thing you're talking about, but you're talking about if you're City buying a top. Like they bought Young with Jesus, and Jesus is a fantastic footballer, but he's not. He doesn't have the killer instinct of a striker. He just doesn't. He doesn't have that. He, thing is, Jesus can be one on one with your keeper, and although there's a chance it's high that he'll score, you're not. You always think, oh, there's a chance. Whereas if Aguero's one on one with your keeper, you just you're already it's thinking about. You're already thinking about the loss. So, you know, City have got major problems, really major problems. It'll be interesting to see where they finish this year. Well, we all three of us picked them for winning the league. (laughs) Yeah, that looks silly now. They're in 13. Yeah, but but in theory, it's not silly because you look at the quality of the players they have, you look at the quality of the manager... I still back that at the time. Yeah, well, as soon as they bought Ruben Diaz as well, it looked like they'd fixed up. Their problems last year were not attacking, their problems were defensive. And it looked like they'd fixed their defensive problems. But now you look at them and you're like, you guys couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo. Yeah. It is worrying. <sighs> They've not been the same since Frank Lampard's tricky blues took them apart of the bridge after lockdown, Mike. Oh, boy. Um, you know, William Scott. That that. <laughs> um, all right, that's enough about that game. Um, let's talk about uh, Liverpool Leicester. Um, sort of, I think the big thing for this game was you were sat there beforehand, Brez, and you thought to yourself, well, Leicester are players that a lot of them have had some time off. Jamie Vardy's had two weeks to, to rest and recuperate. Um, Liverpool struggling with even more injury problems now. Um, thinking Liverpool there's a chance here they get done and then they go and win 3-0 and it could have been comfortably more I'm, I'm, I'm a foolish man Will <laughs> foolish man <laughs> I why are you, in, why are you a foolish man Mike? in our predictor 
Mike, Mike decided to jump on the Leicester bandwagon. Liverpool have got too many injuries, he thought. Vardy's going to tear them apart, he thought. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the Liverpool system is just too good. It yeah. doesn't even matter who's playing. <laughs> um, so, loving this. So I guess um, it's probably worth mentioning that um, usually in these games, Liverpool are, uh, even in the games where they absolutely batter people, thinking particularly some of the games they've played against City, the other team always has a chance. Um, This, however, felt different. It felt like Liverpool, for all being depleted, it felt like a comprehensive beating of a challenger. Brez, case of Liverpool being absolutely top of the range, excellent, or was this a case of Leicester not giving a good accounting of themselves? (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I think it is a little bit of both, to be fair. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Fence it of Breslin. <laughs> no, I do think that. the um, Leicester obviously really didn't turn up. There were some not great performances um, offered up from them. But, I mean, given the injuries and stuff, I know the Liverpool team still looks pretty good on paper, but it's... Pretty unbelievable they can just turn up and sweep Leicester aside like this. It is, it is. Um, Dave, as the resident Liverpool correspondent, um, what was your take on this game? I was, well, disappointed in Leicester, really. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I don't want to be a fence-sitter either, but if Leicester turn up properly, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure this is such an easy game for for Liverpool. I feel like obviously their system's great. They played well. Jota's been a great addition. Who? But Who is Jota? This is my thing, right? So Blues <laughs> had a player called Hotter, right? Right. J O T A. Player called Hotter. It's about exactly the same. But I hear people. People used to call him Jota, but. It's, Hotter. I said hotter not long ago, and that was laughed at. So I don't know if it's Jota. I don't know what it is for Diego. I don't know Jota. what it is. It is Jota. Yeah, uh, so it. it's well, not hotter or anyway. Jota. It's just Jota. Oh, yeah. there we go. Well, <laughs> finally, finally, that's solved. Um, <laughs> I do also think that Harvey Barnes has a really good chance at one there. Right. If he if he scores, this could have been a totally different game. Like the own goal's already a massive kick to the teeth, but to miss a golden chance. Harvey Barnes, by the way, I'm giving him the Chris Iwalumo Award for worst miss of the week because that was shocking. He's just got. I, I love. I'm he's a big Harvey Barnes fan. He's swept it so far wide. I don't understand. I'm a big Harvey Barnes fan, but he's the definition of a. Uh, he runs up to hit it and you go, no, 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 no. And occasionally you go, yes, but most of the time it's you, donkey. Like, I remember watching him play Chelsea last year and he missed like three or four absolute golden, golden chances. I mean, a shot at goal with Kepper in it was a golden chance, but these were like really like diamond. They were like, Rudiger's running out to him with a golden plate saying, please, sir, have some more. It, it, it was, they were really bad. And to see him do it again is, is no different. But, I guess that's the question with when we sit and we analyse Leicester, Leicester's squad. Um, they've got a lot of really talented players. Like Barnes is obviously talented, but is he ready to be in a team that's consistently pushing for the top four, Dave? No, I was going to say they have a team that's got talent, but it doesn't most for most of it doesn't have consistency. I would say, like James Madison's a cracking player, but. You know that he won't turn up for at least ten games a season. More than ten. Yeah, well, I was being generous. Maybe he only actually turns up for ten. To be honest, I, I tell you what, James Madison's a, a, a remarkably funny player in that he has so this re- good though. He, like, well, he has this reputation. So good. He has this reputation for being elite. Like I don't think he's an elite. For I'm, I'm not. I've not been convinced by him for a while now. I just think he's. He's not been good since the first half of last season. Yeah, I, well, think, not that, I think that's a really level, good point. Anyway, not at a top remember, level. Remember when he's getting compared with Grealish? Look at him now. Yeah. Ridiculous, isn't it? So, yeah, is 
<laughs> so, so, so Leicester, Leicester fourth, um, eighteen points. Um, this was the. I mean, they they smashed City, who as we've we've just told you in comprehensive detail the problems with Man City. Yeah. Was this a case of Leicester finally playing someone good? Oh, Not definitely. to say that Wolves, Liverpool, and Leeds aren't great, Man aren't City, good. Well, no, Man City as well, but. You look at you look at their fixtures this season, Leicester. They've played they've played West Brom, Burnley, Man City, West Ham, Aston Villa, Arsenal, Leeds, Wolves, Liverpool. I would say Liverpool there, other than maybe Man City, are like the are like a really good team. The only really good team they've played. Yeah. Like Arsenal couldn't score in a brothel. So like, would you? Is this a case of is this a case of them just getting found out, Brez? No, I think this is. I think this is. This Leicester team, they're going to be good quite often. They're going to chuck in a couple of pretty meh performances. I don't think I don't think they're in the same league, even as a half a Liverpool team as this what probably was. Yeah. Um, still, they're going to be probably top six or so. I'd have thought they they're a good team. They're not a really really good team. Yeah. And I think this is why was it before the international break? I said I don't trust them. Yeah, and I, you did. Then I bought into it again. Well, I, I should have stuck with what I thought. I also said I don't trust them. Yeah, so I think I, I think, I, think this, I don't trust. This is kind of what you get with a a youngish team. Youngish. Well, you've got Barnes, Madison, That's Justin, Profana. Yeah. I'm there's, seeing. There's a decent amount of of younger players out. We've all seen Johnny Evans. I've bells going in his hand. Yeah, Fuchs, <laughs> Evans, Schmeichel. I can understand what what you mean, all bright I'm, and I'm fairly certain I saw Johnny Evans in a in a film about the Irish Revolutionary War. So, <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty certain he's ancient. Um <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brace, it wasn't a good week for me and you as the uh, the premier holders of the Johnny Evans fan club. No, because not great to be fair. It was, it was a nice header it. just at the wrong end. Started great pressure by Barde. I'm sat there going, what? It just looks like he doesn't know where it is. I mean, he's under some pressure from Mane. I'll, I'll let him have that. No, no, this is a, this is a bad mistake. It's not this great. Is, did just, you see his face after he nodded at home? He was as surprised as anyone. He'd yeah. it in the back of the net. Uh, Johnny Evans, I hadn't seen that face since he was at United. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> loved it. That was great, in fairness. But yeah, not a good not... start for um, for Leicester, uh, and it was only gonna, really going to go one day from from there, one way from there. One sorry, day. one day. Dear, dear. Um, Jota scores again though, which yeah, is, that guy's yeah. scary. He's let's good. let's really focus on some of the more individual performances now. Um, so as you said, Jota or Jota. Can we have a word on Firmino, please? We'll get to Firmino, because I know as the In and Around podcast foremost Firmino correspondent, you want to talk about <laughs> Firmino's. Um, but let's start with start with Jota, because obviously when Salah came down with COVID, Jota was a um, natural replacement. This is exactly what they bought him for. But again, are we quickly seeing him become one of the more most crucial ones? Because he's certainly been the best one of the front three, I would say, after this season. Well, the front four is it is now. After Salah, yeah, yeah, he's probably number two right now. Yeah, which is pretty wild because I didn't even see him breaking into the front three really. Even if Firmino's having a down year or so, you didn't really want to disrupt it, but he's just been so good. Really good. I mean, really? the header he scores in this game—it's a cracking header. It is. It really is. It's a great run across the front of the defender, and then a great header as well. Mm. As of right now, signing of the season? Potentially. Uh, yeah, it could be. Who's in, who, who else are you thinking? Well, Dave? Mendy's probably um, in there. Uh, Benjamin Mendy, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm racking my brain because Edward Mendy was the only... No, uh, potentially Werner, depending if he comes <laughs> up properly. I'll tell you what. This is you've picked a you've picked a hell of a week for to dispute. Oh, true, yeah. true, true. Oh but my god, he left his shoe okay. boots very far in Germany. I'll, I'll... I like Castagna at Leicester. He's a really good player. Uh, 
I'm trying to think of. I mean, Hoiberg maybe. Hoiberg, Hoiberg's the one. I think. Or Hammers. <laughs> wow, we've got to see more from this Everton team, yeah. I mean, they beat Fulham. You could say. <laughs> You could say that William got three assists against Fulham. You could say that about anyone, really. But I think Hammers is, Hammers is a decent shout. I think Hoiberg's a decent shout. Um, I think Jota's a decent shout. And I, I think you could probably have... I mean, you could probably have... If you're looking at Chelsea, you're probably looking at Silva. Or or as um, Steve McManaman was calling him, Mondi. Mondi. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was. He, oh, I'll tell you what. McManaman knows no... Boundary, Chelsea Newcastle was possibly one of the least fun ninety minutes I think I've ever had. It was just and we were talking about how much you enjoy top six sides playing Newcastle. I fucking love it, <laughs> especially at St James's. Honestly, Christ, you know the thing is, right? There's we were totally off on the tangent now, but things about having no fans in the grounds. There's a lot of bad things about it. The absolute worst thing is that Steve Bruce is allowed to serve up a steaming dump <laughs> up inside side. And no one boos it. Every week. The, the things people, like, <laughs> people keep saying to me, people keep saying to me, Steve Bruce is doing a great job. And then you look at the stats and you're like, oh, they faced the most shots on goal. They've had the least shots on goal. Joel Linton tried to lob a bloke from 40 yards and that was their best chance for most of the game. They are fucking woeful, and it's it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous that Newcastle. I was, continue. I was kind of on the Bruce bandwagon that he was getting more yeah, out of the squad, but I've, 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 I've seen them. I've watched the full ninety of them play Wolves. That's one of the worst thing. The Bruce I've bandwagon. Honestly, this is. I was annoyed. Ever. I was annoyed when people used to be like, oh, Benitez, Benitez is doing such a good job. Oh, m- 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 Spanish, fat Spanish waiter doing a beautiful job up north. No. Now he's going to be at Derby. They've had a lot of good, they've they spent a lot of money. They've got a semi-decent squad and they're playing them, like, like, they're playing the worst football in the league and they're not even being good at being bad. Like, oh, I, <sighs> I hope you never go to a night out in Newcastle, Will, because someone's going to scrap you. No, 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 no. The thing is, Liverpool, Christ. Liverpool. Firstly, stay down south, Will. Yeah, stay down south. Newcastle fans would agree with me that Steve Bruce. No, they do agree. The they hate him. No, no. They, because the thing is, think about it. Think about Newcastle, right? If you think about the, the lineage of those teams, you think about the fact that they used to be entertaining. Say, what, say all you want about like Kevin Keegan and stuff like that. They used to play really good football. And they used even if they went down, they played good stuff. Like they were entertaining to go and watch, and it was a tough place to go. Now it's a tough place to go, even if you're a Newcastle fan, because you're just like you're like, oh, what we've got now? We've got shit football and also a shit city. Wonderful. I feel I feel sorry for their fans. They went from Saudi takeover and Gareth Bale to Brian Fraser on a free and five at the back with two defensive mids. <laughs> uh, they got about. 20,000 free seat half season tickets last year because they couldn't fill the stadium. So just, just, it's not just, all bad. Like, their best chance in like, the opening 15 minutes of the game at home was Joel Linton trying to lob a keeper from 40 yards. The guy's Joel got in with two up, goals in four, four, two five, goals. Or 41 games. Right. It, it's, it really is. It, re- it really is. Can we talk about the real thing? You know, no. Yeah. Let's, let's get back on the, let's get back on the bandwagon. For me, no, Brez. What do you want to talk about him? I mean, how this guy didn't have a hat trick in this game is. I mean, I just don't. I don't yeah. Uh, I just haven't got a clue, to be honest. <laughs> is it because he's shit? Yeah, it might um, be. Um, I just have no idea how he didn't score. He kept hitting the woodwork. Uh, and there was one that Dave just watched before the pot that we were laughing at. I think it was the second one where yeah. it somehow just ends up in Schmeichel's arms after hitting the post and I have no idea how he didn't And also basically on the line. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's got to be in the conversation for the Iwalumo award. Oh, for the the one with um where he's supposed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as good as the Barnes one though. 
Okay, but it's it's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, it's in the conversation. It is in the conversation. But in fairness, then he turns up with a really nice header for the for his goal. I just don't know who Firmino is. I just think the time has come for Liverpool to to, to think about moving on from Firmino. I can't speak Firmino. Like I just not Firmino. They need him. He's, he's just. Good. Every time you watch, every time you watch him, you just you just watch him. And you're just like, oh, you're just not what you were. And no. you just, I think he would benefit from like a really long rest. Like he just looks knackered. Nothing's coming off, and I just think that for all their absolute uh, part of me feels like last season they won the league in spite of him. And now you've got someone who can replace him in Jota. I think I think you just fully lean into it. You just do it. But maybe that's because I don't like him. Dave! <laughs> what do you think? For me, no. Yeah. I think he's been underperforming for like two, two and a bit seasons at this point. I think it's I think it's time for them to Well say blood another striker. Arigi's certainly not the man. They sold Brewster, which I'm still a bit shocked about. Brewster um, yeah, but well, he's he was an up and coming talent that could save them a lot of money because now, if, no, 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 hear me out. So, at the moment, their options are they try and get Salah and Mane to play through the middle, who, albeit they've proven on occasion they can probably do that, but they're quite old, and you can't really, can't really just one day turn a guy who's been playing right wing for. God knows how many years and try and put him through the middle. He's still going to naturally drift into doing what his natural game is. Jota, there's a chance he could be good through the middle, but it's unproven, right? So Jota, that is the thing good. is, oh, I'm going to call him Jota, and that's Jota. That's Jota. Jota. <laughs> that's so the thing Jota. is, it's a terrible Jota. None of those three, none of those three work. What's their option? A huge, huge transfer. Which, yeah, Brewster, don't get me wrong I don't think he is at this moment looking like he's gonna be a great player but he had come off the back of a good loan spell right still a young player you can look and give him a chance see if he develops a natural striker because Divock God uh, he scored some important goals for them but I'm not sure if there's even that many Prem teams he gets in the starting 11 of at this point he's bad he's so bad he used to show a lot of promise You'd say that he's still showing promise, but he's hit an age where he's just not not hit what he ever looked like he was going to be when he was younger. Um, I don't even think West Ham take him with an injury crisis, if I'm honest. I really don't. He's terrible. So now they're left with Firmino either comes back to himself, one of the wine men can play through the middle, or they have to make a very expensive signing. I think... Not saying Brewster himself could come back to haunt them because it's very hard to say at this point what sort of player he could be, but I find it a bit baffling from them. But then I think with how their finances are, they probably couldn't realistically turn down that fee for him. Would you? So I agree they probably shouldn't have sold Brewster, but if you didn't, if you know you're getting Jota because you sell Brewster, do you do that then? Why are we? Why are we debating this? Huh? Brewster Brewster doesn't look good. No, yeah, but well, 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 well. I don't care. Well, 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 well. You get ahead of yourself. We're talking about Brewster team looks good the in the championship. In the yeah, in yeah. The cha- so did Tammy Abraham, and he can make the step up. Brewster playing no, in didn't. a system. Brewster playing in a system where he has good players around him. Oh, my he he could be good. And what's any striker supposed to do at Sheffield United? You're playing next to a donkey and McBurney. It's an absolute no, 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 no. You've got no, no, Billy no, no, Sharp that's got no, passion, no, 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 no. and that's we're about not, it. We're not talking. We're not talking yeah. about. We're not talking about Tammy yeah, Abraham. Yes, we're not talking about Tammy Abraham because it doesn't even make sense. He did step up to the Premier League at Swansea. That's what I'm saying. And, so and Bruce failed. could have done he the failed. same. No, he couldn't because we were talking about two different things. You're talking. You say Tammy Abraham. You're talking about him going to Swansea after Bristol City. He failed, and then he went back to the Aston Villa, and then he only got a chance at Chelsea because they were anticipating a bad season. We're talking about a player in the Championship stand, playing real minutes for a team that's chasing a title. And you've, your, choice, your choices are 
Divock Origi, who you know can perform and score in big games, because he has done it. Firmino, yeah. who's done it as well. Oh. Or a guy who did okay at Swansea. I just think you still give him a chance. I honestly think you still give him a chance. He's shown nothing since he's been really? in the even, Why even... is he so negative? He was no. good at Swansea. Watch him, watch I watched for, watch for five minutes. Watch him for he five minutes at Sheffield United. You watch him, and sometimes you watch players, you watch good players in a bad team, and you can look at them and still think you're going to do well in a good team because you, you do the right things. He does none of the right things. What 10 goals in 20 games for Swansea, Will? In and the championship. Well, yeah, but talking what about a bad record to come into, well, for what it's, it's worth, really not that bad. Bit. But the but fee they got for him, they could not turn that we, down. But we're talking, you're talking about giving minutes to someone who, in a team that's challenging for a title. Okay, and Firmino off his last two seasons, do you have him as a title winning striker? I don't. Well, he's won a title. Yeah, but he's not, at this he moment in time, part. he's been crap for two or three years. He played an important part in winning the Champions League. Ugh. Like he's shown that he's shown. Oh, that he's okay, fine. Well, what I'm trying Brewster, to say, Brewster play you're missing the no point. Run. You're missing the point. I'm saying Brewster was a good option B. I'm not saying that he's ever the option no, A. But, but here's my point. He's not even a good option B. Origi's a better option B. He knows the system in and out. Yeah, a chance. He's it. 20 years old. But, but you can't. You you're not. You're thinking about player development. You're not thinking like Klopp's thinking, which is I need someone to come in and perform straight away. Because. We have to win every game. We can't afford playing Rian Brewster. Well, yeah, and he obviously doesn't think that with Origi because Firmino can go like 20 goal games without scoring and he still won't drop him true, unless victory gets injured. True, but you can tell he likes Origi more than Brewster because the fact is he sold Brewster. Yeah, and who's going to pay, pay for Origi, though? People hey. would have bought Origi. People no, would have bought Origi. Hey. They bought Solanke for 18 million. Bournemouth did. They bought yeah, him for 18 million. Yeah, that was a different market, though. They still did yeah. it. It still happened, yeah. Yeah, but in this market, they wouldn't have got the money. They wouldn't have got the money for Origi that they got for Brewster. I don't think. Okay, fair enough. But let me get things right. We're arguing now that Liverpool should have given someone whose only loan is in the Championship a go over players who performed. I'm I'm saying if it comes to it, he's a good plan. He he could have potentially been a natural at least plan B. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Brewster comes in and he takes the Premier League by storm. Just saying he could have been okay, but we won't ever know. You're a manager and you've got two choices to bring off the bench. You've got a player who has done bits for you in the past in big games, or you've got an unproven champion player who scored 10 goals in the championship. Who are you picking? Yeah, but, well, most games Liverpool play are not, not as high-pressure games to them. Every they have to win every game. Yes, well, but you can back Brewster to come off the bench against I don't know Sheffield United or Fulham. Yeah, if you're playing can Chelsea, you? fair enough. You, yeah, of course you do. I don't think you do. I absolutely think you do that. I don't think you back him at all. Oh God! Like, on a, everything I've seen of Ryan Brewster, he looks he looks like he's yeah, way but, at this level. Take way away to Sheffield United. Take off the bat. Take, that take either, away. He made 20 appearances and oh, at least five of them. So well. What do you want from him? How many 19-year-old strikers managed to even play my, any sort of minutes in the no, prem? No. My thing is, my thing is, we can't say, we can't argue that we can't argue that he's ready to go from a championship loan. If he'd had a Premier no, League loan no, as well. well, you're still missing the point. I'm not saying that. Brewster would have been first name on the team sheet. No, no, no. You're saying missing if the things point. got desperate enough where they needed someone else through the middle, and had someone who at least is natural in that position, who yeah. has had potential. I'm not going to act like he still does. He's not even a Liverpool player anymore. Whatever. You're, you're but missing he the point. could have been okay. I'm that is my point. I'm saying he's not in the position to play the backup minutes because I'm not. we're not arguing about taking the Premier League by storm. None of us believe that. I don't think he's even good enough to play the backup minutes in, in, when you're comparing him to Origi. He's not a better player than Divock Origi. So if you're trying to win a championship, why do you do that to yourself? I just don't think Origi's that good. That's you think you think Rian Brewster's better than him? But... Uh... But surely when someone's proven over like six seasons that they're not that good, maybe you lose a bit. 
you lose some faith in them, Will. But has sure. Regan proved that he's not that good? Well, that is point. That's a pointless argument. Okay, let me spin this for you. Chelsea, say for example, Chelsea had Brewster, right? You get injured strikers and Batshuayi's you turn to. Batshuayi, other than when he first arrived at you, has done absolutely nothing. Yes, he's more proven. And yes, Origi scored more important goals, not taking that away from him. Do you still back Batshuayi? Because Origi without important goals is just Batshuayi at Chelsea. He does nothing. I mean, Batshuayi Batshuayi's actually got a decent goal record for Chelsea in the Premier League. So I'd yeah, play Batshuayi. I'd play the bloke who's scored him out four I'd, times. I'd play the bloke who scored a Premier League winning goal over the guy who scored for 10 goals for Swansea. I just, I just think you're one of those players. You, if you're a manager, will you wouldn't give any young players a chance? Not if, not if I'm challenging for a title. We're not talking about a team going for the top four. We're not talking for a team going for a table. We're talking about a team well, that has to uh, win every game. But, but surely you'd rather bring a young player into a team no, that's flying. No, I would. Then bring for, him in when you need an emergency. No, I'd go for the guy. I'd go for the guy who scored for me in a Merseyside derby. I'd go for the guy who scored in a game against Barcelona. I'd go for the guy who scored important goals that won me a league title. I'd go for that guy every time because my job is to win football games. That's what I'd do. I wouldn't even be interested in Rian Brewster, who, quite frankly, has shown nothing in the Premier League experience we've seen of him and scored 10 goals in the Championship. Whoop-de-doo. The step up from the Championship to the Premier League is Yeah, that. I know it's a big step up, but he showed promise for a teenager. Yeah, but why would... My point is, why would you pick some? Why would you pick a promising teenager over someone who's shown that they can be a good backup in this league? Why? Why would you do it if you're trying to win a league title? Well, he's just a natural replacement for a striker that's playing terrible. <laughs> but is he? Does he know the system? Is he going to be? Yeah, a, is he, he would have done. He played in the academy the entire time. They're not going to have the academy playing Steve Bruce ball to step. No, they're not. But are they going to be? <laughs> the difference between playing in the academy and playing yeah, I know. The system I'm with just the first saying, can still have a yeah, but they can still have some sort of system drilled into them. But do you know, like, do you know Arsenal, who you don't have to worry about the fitness? Arsenal academy players aren't taught to be good yeah. on the ball. That's clear. Well, it's still the same thing. It's a club philosophy. It's yeah. not. It's not the under. It's not the under 18s playing Sam Allardyce football and then the under-20s play Pulis you, you know and then they you don't have to... a team that wants to play football. Do you know who you don't have to worry academy. about this with? Do you know you don't have to worry about fit with or knowing if they can stop up to the top level? The bloke who's done it for five years. The bloke who's played back yeah, up. But has level. he done it? Yes. He's not ever oh. proved himself over what a season. He's never proved he's himself. Of good games. What, do you, what do you want your backup to do? You want your backup to come off the bench and win you games. What has Origi done consistently? Origi at times has had long runs in the team without doing particularly anything. Origi has important goals off the bench for Liverpool in games that matter. He doesn't have... It doesn't, I don't give a shit if you've got 90 minutes against Burton Albion under your belt and you've got two goals. Give me the guy who plays 15 minutes off the bench as your backup. That you know has performed at big levels. Our point. We could go on about this all night. I just don't really have any more to say on it. Because <laughs> you're not gonna. He's not gonna back down. I'm not backing down either. Well, well I'd I'd love to back down, Dave, if you'd actually said something that I agreed with. But you've you've not argued anything. You've just said you got to give this promising youngster a chance because you're not thinking. You're thinking like a like a mid-table club. You're not thinking that Klopp is think Klopp has got to win every game. He's got to go with what he knows. It's two different situations. There's a difference between us I mean, sitting here and saying... I'd say it's a fair point, Will, but look how many youngsters Klopp's played and given debuts to in the prime. And what does that tell you about Rian Brewster? That he hasn't done that with him? That he didn't think that much of him? Well, he had no room for him in the team in the, the first place. Well, you'd give him... Look, he obviously rates Curtis Jones high enough to find him minutes. He doesn't rate. He didn't rate Ryan Brewster highly enough to find him minutes, which tells you everything you need to know about Klopp's assessment of his talent. Yeah, but fitting one player into a three-man midfield is different to trying to fit one player into a one-man one role. Or is it trying to fit one player into a a, th a three-man front three? Is it that much different? Because they've shown that that front three is pretty fluid. Maybe he just doesn't yeah, rate it. Put Shakiri through the middle and see how we get on with that one. 
put Salah put Salah through the middle. Yeah, goal, exactly. Goal, goal, said, goal, I already goal, said goal. in this point, Salah and Mane have proven they can play through the middle before on occasion. But would you want to shift one of them out of where they play so well? I would. I would. Are you asking me if I'd rather shift Salah with his goal record in the Premier League? Not over Bruce. Bruce no, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm not going that Give me, give me proven experience any day over Brian Brewster, who, quite frankly, looks shite. Right. On Has that, Brewster scored a Premier tangent. League goal? Well, can we just leave this tangent? <laughs> you could put, you could put like Giroud in that Sheffield United team, and he wouldn't score even with the way oh, they yeah. play. Give it a rest. Yeah. If you put Giroud well, in, they don't, don't leave their own half. They don't oh, leave their own half. Come on. <sighs> We're arguing two different things. I don't think Bruce is a good player, but that's beyond the point. Is he good enough to play for Liverpool? Absolutely not. Is he better than Origi? Absolutely not. And I don't even like Origi. Look what you've made me do. That's the thing. He no, he... Oh, can he? <laughs> Mike looks like he's seen it all. I think we stop it here. Well, I just can't believe that we're sat here arguing. Uh, you're like, guys, put him straight into the Champions of he could have could have had another striker as backup, which a lot of people said at the time. And now you're questioning if I think Bruce is gonna go on to be some sort of Ballon d'Or winner. I'm not questioning that. I'm saying I'm just saying to you, he's not that. He's get selling him or loaning him out was absolutely the right, right. decision. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up quite quite quickly. Mike made the one takeaway point from this and the Brewster money gets you jotter, so it's a good move. That's the one takeaway point. I wasn't... Oh, You're forget, welcome, viewers. Forget it. You could have stopped listening 10 minutes ago like I did. <laughs> it's just... I mean, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a wrong debate because everyone has... Every, I remember for years, everyone at Chelsea been like, oh, play the youngsters. But the fact, the fact is that not every youngster is good enough and do you waste a title challenge finding out? It's a debate to be had. It's a debate to be had. Absolutely. Right. right. I kind of don't want to talk about Leicester Liverpool now. Yeah, I feel quite... Kind of had enough of that. Yeah, I've had enough of football for another week, I think. There we go. That'll do us for this week then, viewers. If you want to follow us, follow Dave Harris and you can find out why he thinks Rian Brewster's the next Robert Lewandowski on Twitter. Where, Dave? It's at Dave Harris underscore 44, and I said nothing of the sort about Lindbergh. And Mike, if they want to find out from you where Liverpool could get a new replacement for Mino, perhaps in the, somewhere in the northeast, where can they follow you? <laughs> uh, at Mikey Besson on Twitter. All the Joel Linton gossip. Gossip? What? Give us some Joel Linton gossip, please. Joel Linton gossip? Well, I'm just making up rumours that he's going to move. He's going to replace Firmino in January. (laughs) Mike, Mike getting off off a shift at KFC to be an ITK. Joel Linton gossip. Steve Brees told him that his lob was a good attempt, and he's been trying to create it ever since. I'm Joel Linton. We're playing for. I'm Joel Linton. I start maybe I can play fullback over someone like Kraft. Yeah, and I, I've let I let Joel Linton go in the first window. I got him out. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Oh no. I, I could only get him on loan though. I could, could only get rid of him on loan. Uh, I just, I think uh, of all, I think Joel Linton might be the worst striker in the Premier League. I think him and Arie. Him and Arie. Get out. The argument to that. <laughs> I'm honest. Oh, God. Oh, one of these days, I'm going to just do a podcast, which is the top 20 disrespected players in the history of the game. And I'm going to... I think Divock Origi David should be the on. He Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Oh, I would no, have Brewster thanks, over thanks any of those ones. Yeah, you can uh, follow me at World17, but please don't, please don't follow us at Pod on every socials. And if you want, in the meantime, if you want to see, if you want to read an article by Dave that I completely 100% agree with for once, um, you can do so on inandaroundmedia.com and it's all about uh, why international football shouldn't have happened this year. At least I assume it is, Dave. Yeah, of course it is, Will. <laughs> no, I I, it was it. very hard to make an argument for there being international football. Uh, yeah. But I have to forward. You're not after the Blue Harbour boys? No. Uh, okay. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Fuck off.
<laughs> Cheers. Cheers.